guest on the pod today. <laughs> My cat. He's listening. We told him to be quiet. So He's actually our producer. Uh, <coughs> producer Ozzy. This is episode 109 of Orphan Black. Unconscious Selection. Directed by TJ Scott. He directed episode 105 as well. The episode was written by Alex Levine, who wrote 105, so they're a little duo. Uh, it originally aired May 25th, 2013. The top movie at the time was Fast and Furious 6. Are you a Fast and Furious girly? No. Well, I don't know. <coughs> Are you, Miss no. F1? I've never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. Me either, and I never will. <laughs> I, ne- I never will. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> um, the song is Still Can't Hold Us. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Get into it, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. One more joke about Ozzy being in the room. Okay. It's, yeah. a, it's our first time filming in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Get them all out of your system. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay, so the episode opens with uh, Kira being rushed to the hospital right after she gets run over. The whole clone family is there. I noticed, I think they put Felix in that orange sweater that looks so good on him because they were like, he's going to have to be wearing it for like, <laughs> <laughs> the next episode. Yes. They really wanted to maximize Jordan Gavaris' color palette. I have to say, this made me appreciate streaming because it felt so like anticlimactic to come back into this episode right where it ended last time what do you mean like like i watch episode eight and it ends with kira yeah getting hit by the car and then i had to wait two weeks to watch the next episode and i was like oh yeah like Uh, there was like no suspense or anything so you think it should be binge watch yeah if i was able to have watched it back to back yeah so it made me appreciate streaming and that you can like keep the momentum, but I like almost lost you, all the momentum because I had to yeah. wait so long. I'm but do you patient. think if you were watching it on like a set schedule, like like when it aired, like oh I have to tune in next Saturday night to see what happened to Kira? It might have, yeah. But I just I don't know. Maybe it was just the way that I got myself into it. But I was just like, oh yeah, that's this is what's going on. <laughs> well, I also feel like they kind of resolve it quickly too, which contributes yeah, to the feeling for that sure. it's anticlimactic because they're just like oh. She's okay. Yeah, there's no... It's like we get maybe a minute of thinking it's not going to be okay. Yeah, it almost would have been smarter for them to, like, draw it out a little bit more and still have her be okay, but, like, it's not obvious at first or something. Especially because she just stays in bed the whole episode. It's like she could have been in the hospital and there could have been a little bit of Mm -hmm. more suspense. Yeah. Well, and it... So, basically, Felix tells Allison... Allison says she can't go home because she's embarrassed herself, blown up her life. So he tells her to go back to his place. <clears throat> but I don't understand why they feel so confident that Felix's place is so safe. I feel like they've all been going in and out of there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Surely and they're under surveillance. We know from the audience perspective that they are. That yeah. That, and the cops. Well, that's what <laughs> the cops, obviously, but also, like, all the other stuff, mm-hmm, too. Like, true, And true. once again, Felix only has a screwdriver securing his door. Anyway, but Creepy Cure is a medical miracle. She's back at home, like, super quickly, like we said. Then Helena is... It's crazy that they reveal that they've been on, like, a ship this whole time. Yeah. I don't think I realized that they were in, like, a uh, some kind of rusty ship. Also, well, yeah, Toronto is on the coast, right? I don't know. My Canadian geography. You've been to Canada, not me. I've only been to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. No, I'm going to Google <clears throat> Toronto. I wonder why they did pick a ship, though. Well, Leaky says that Helena is his white whale. 
Oh, you know, that's... Do you think that has some... I don't know, maybe they're being a little clever with that. That's cute, yeah. It, oh, yeah, so it's coastal, but, like, more lakes. <laughs> so they're, yeah. like, on some lake somewhere. <laughs> also, like, why would, where would that big ship have to go? I feel like some person's going to come educate me about <laughs> Toronto's <laughs> shipping industry. I, I, I have a clip. There was a girl, a little girl. Easy, child. Pull yourself together. Sarah is a mother. That's ridiculous. Not possible. She's feeling very guilty, obviously. Yeah, she loves Kira. Her little angel. What is it, angel? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we go quickly back to Siobhan and Siobhan's place. I feel like they need a name for that house. She's all right. Yeah, yeah, she's fast asleep. How about you then? Are you thanking your lucky stars? I don't believe in miracles. Kids are made of rubber, Sarah. She got lucky, just like the doctor said. You didn't see it. Count your blessings. Move on to your worries. So I get this is the suspicion that she has. She's just like confused. She's like, I saw her get fucking. Yeah, ran over. over. Yeah, like I, she should be hurt and she's not, so she's just like not trusting it. Yeah, well, I'm confused <clears> too because like even if there is some kind of like biogenetics, uh, whatever explanation, like what, like even if you could regenerate like a lizard, like Cosima <laughs> suggests later, it wouldn't happen that quickly. I don't think. Like, no, I don't think it's not, not like she develops like a, a shield around herself or something. Well, that's to mention. The x-ray that the doctor see. Did you understand what they were seeing on the x-ray? We see it a little bit. But I think I that they were just surprised that she was uninjured. But, she, oh, okay. but I don't know for cool. sure. I didn't know if it was like revealing something. I was waiting for it to perhaps come back up. I even thought the doctor was going to say like, what have you been doing to your daughter or something? But oh, no, God. He, was, he was just like, <laughs> she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a little, like they play like, we've talked about this before, but they play kind of like fast and loose with the science. Like, I guess it's to create suspense, but it kind of just makes me like, mm, like, that <laughs> doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Um, then, uh, so Art and DeAngelis are still spinning their wheels, and finally DeAngelis kind of calls Art out. You want me to throw my ex-partner under the bus? Hmm? If I'm wrong about this, you'll be the last partner I ever have. I don't know, Art. I'm starting to wonder. Does she have something on you? She does. Yeah, duh. Angie, <laughs> come on, you're smarter than that. Yeah. Art really doesn't have a good explanation for why he's being so shady. Um, then we're back with Thomas and Helena. Helena, like, wants to switch sides already. She's bucking up against Thomas. Um, then, it, like, there's a lot of fast cutting at the beginning of this episode. Then it's Leaky in, the, in like, Paul's apartment. He knows that the security footage was tampered with. And he talks about Helena. He, like, knows there's two clones there. I've searched for the lost clone Helena for years. She's my white whale, Paul. But she's feral. She couldn't fool you. Impersonate Beth under this roof in that bed. But Sarah Manning could. It's kind of funny to try to imagine Helena's version 
I went working and shopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We only see her pretending to be another clone in a very playful way. She would not be good at keeping a cover <laughs> like our other girlies. Yeah, I was. I got this really confused me because I didn't remember how Leaky knew Sarah's name. So I was like... Oh, from Delphine. Yeah, from Delphine. I remembered later or saw in the episode later. But I was like, what? But then even with the reveal later, how knowing that Helena and Sarah are apparently twins, how did he know about... Helena enough to have just, her as a white whale. I'm about to ask Sarah. you the same thing. I bet it's because the church probably keeps like better records than like whatever, like because Amelia says I gave one to the church and one to the state, mm-hmm. and probably she's got a lot of messed up foster system. At least even if the orphanages are horrible, they probably have good records. I guess. Yeah. Well, so how did they find out? How did the church find out she was a clone? Well, they said that, Leaky says later that one of their, the Prolethians, like we get introduced to this, that's the term for their cult or whatever, infiltrated their own um, ranks, I guess, at the Diet Institute. So, or maybe that's how he found out about Helena, like, one of the people from the church where she grew up Mm -hmm. infiltrated the Diet Institute and then... I guess he figured out that she was an infiltrator whenever they extracted her or whatever. I don't know. Either way, it's a strange coincidence. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The fact that we're sitting here like, um, so how did that work? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not a good sign. Um, then, so but he basically, he doesn't, he's on to Paul and Sarah. He knows that they're up to some shady shit. Uh, then it's this montage of uh, Allison cleaning Felix's house. I was pretty surprised that he had a vacuum, to be honest. Well, that I had the same thought. I was <laughs> like, I'm having a hard time believing that he has these cleaning supplies for her to clean with. <laughs> you think she went out and bought some? B-Y-O-C-S. Bring your own cleaning supplies. Well, it's funny, too. Everybody just wants to be Felix's roommate. I think it's what well, I would, too. And also because that loft is so cool. Yeah. And he's a comforting presence. True. Uh, so Sarah and Kasima kind of have a little bit of a detente. We don't, I mean, it's not on screen, but I'm sure Sarah texts the clone phone like, emergency. Yeah, even the doctors were stumped. Do you think because Kira's mind she might be different? Because she's uninjured? Yeah, it's just a question. Well, if they genetically modified us, I mean, you could have passed something down to her. Like what? I don't know. Lizards regrow limbs. Kira's not a lizard. Right. Well, it's not magic. Uh, It's just stem cells, you know? So I guess if it was, like, regenerative, regenerative, like, stem cells, like, I think she would have, like, a faster rate of healing, but that doesn't explain how she had, like, like no injuries or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like... Right, she just fucking Mr. Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like she, like, some... I don't know. I can only think of like Game of Thrones stuff. Just like she's got like iron skin. They like, can't you know, pierce it. Um, also, just thinking that like it's kind of weird that the hospital let her go so quickly. They're like, like all right, <laughs> she's fine. Not on. Yep, she's fine. Bye. I just feel like they would be like, um, let's keep an eye on her. Or this is we're gonna report this to some board because it's yeah, crazy. Try to do some research on her. This isn't no. Uh, Mercy West, whatever the Grace Anatomy Hospital's called. <laughs> um, 
What was I going to say? Uh, oh, so then Paul meets Mrs. S. She's giving him the eyeball uh, but do- to reveal that Dr. Lukey knows who Sarah is. Um, then it cuts back to Tomas, who's torturing Helena some more. He locks her in a cage. I gave you everything. <laughs> a reason for living. And in return, Thomas. weakness. <laughs> if you protect this real forgery, <laughs> you're no better than they are. Is he referring to Kira or Sarah as a raw forgery? I guess Sarah. Right? Yeah, Sarah. Yeah. They want. Tomas wants the kid for his whatever malicious purposes. Um. Leaky wants to meet with Sarah, um, and then we got to Delphine in Minnesota. Scott has the results that she wanted. Yeah, so Scott has the results. The DNA sequences are different. Um, it's, so it's not a respiratory illness, whatever Katya and them had. So that's what her first thought was. So now I'm sure they're going to have to look at other avenues. Um, Delphine comes into the lab, too, to be flirtatious and asks if she can come over later. Um... We have a little shot of, once again, Kira just sleeping in her room. But she has a really good little kid room. Yes, very cute. I feel like production designers, anytime there's a child in the script, they're like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Finally! On the Disney show that I worked on, the main character had like a really good little kid room. I like always wanted to go hang out in there. Um, never did my room ever look like <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. Like, I did have the like lime green wall face, though. I did get to paint my rooms one time. After Katrina, I asked them to paint my room yellow, like a light yellow color, but the landlords, I guess, like misunderstood, so then they just painted the entire downstairs yellow, and it was like a sickly, like it's not a good look. Wait, this is a question I like to ask people. If you were on Greatest Home Improvement, what one, you know that show? No. Oh, you don't know this show? (laughs) I mean, I've seen home improvement shows, but maybe not. Well, that so it's like move that bus, uh, that show, yeah. and they like redo your home for you. Well, with the kids' rooms, they always pick like one niche specific oh, interest yeah. and mm-hmm. make the home room. What would your niche? I mean, it definitely would have been Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> I was obsessed with Harry Potter. Uh, I think that probably would have been, like, the most magical for me. Like, I had like a Hedwig pillow. Mm-hmm. I was a real like Harry Potter girly. And I was one in my Hogwarts letter. I think now, if I could do my room, it would be like a pirate. <laughs> pirate room. You and your pirates. <laughs> I want to live on a beach somewhere. Or, like, I really like Moroccan, like, furniture and, like, patterns and textures and stuff. Although, I don't know. I like, I like, I, I don't know what kind of home aesthetic I like. Like to, I like to be comfy. That's my main party. What about you? What would your room be? Well, so for me, I, like say that it would probably be softball because it's like they pick an interest that you're <laughs> really softball. you're not that the joke is that on the show it's like they oh, can casually mention like mm-hmm. basketball one time and then the whole room's basketball and so like I like softball but it wasn't my whole life but that's probably what they'd pick and make the whole room yeah. softball. I don't think I had any casual interests. Just like I don't have any casual interests now. <laughs> Take everything way too seriously. <laughs> it's all or nothing. <laughs> I can only hyperfixate. Um, anyways, <laughs> yeah, big but, tangent. Wait, but. also, I love that uh, in that scene where they're showing off Kira's little kid room, we see Siobhan's giant ass shotgun. 
Yes, <laughs> she's not playing around. <laughs> she talks about how one of the good things in the country is that hunting isn't for the rich. We also get that this really cute scene where Shaban is watching Sarah watching Kira before she leaves that I noticed. And mm-hmm. I just like like how we see that that bond forming and that they're really like becoming a cohesive unit, which is such a juxtaposition to how it was in yeah. the first episode. So you could see, I saw a lot of growth from just that one shot. I was I didn't even pay attention. Gotta go back. <laughs> You're not as sentimental as me. No, that's because <laughs> I'm trying to dutifully take notes. Yeah. I just get to write down funny little things. <laughs> you do all the hard work. Um, Art wants to meet Sarah, too. Everybody's trying to meet up with Sarah. Um, but before we get that meeting, we have an intervention in the suburbs. I think Felix and Allison are my favorite duo They're now. so <laughs> I love their dynamic. Because <laughs> what Felix brings out of Allison and th- what Allison brings out of Felix. Because we yeah. get to see him, like... I don't know, really love the moment in the bathroom where he was like, you're going to do this and do this and you're going to come out on top. Like, he's usually, like, always deflecting with humor, using humor to help cope. But we got to see him be, like, really real and offer some legitimate advice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the dynamic between Felix and Allison reminds me of Virginia, friend of the pod, and our old friend Yamato. And actually, Felix in general really reminds me of Yamato. But just, it was very similar dynamic, like, party like like a queer very stylish person and like very like you know like rigid neurotic <laughs> but and, and see i think that energy is like so interesting to like watch play off of each other i like that once again they're meeting at the quarry nobody else can meet anywhere else on the show it always has to be by that quarry where yeah, they found right. body <laughs> and basically Sarah just tells Art like we do what we gotta do I feel like every scene with them is just the same conversation over and over again so it's like I'm not even gonna waste my time talking mm-hmm. about it um it goes back to Helena valiantly trying to escape urged on by the clone phone ringing um and then we get some more like science corner with Sarah and Cosima uh uh-huh. okay listen they can tell us apart by our DNA it's how they knew you weren't Beth. So we're not genetically identical? We should be. But there's a synthetic sequence. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's like a barcode maybe? Maybe a way to differentiate us? Well, that explains how Olivia knew I wasn't Beth, but it does not explain how Leaky knows my name. Ooh. Calling her out. <laughs> well, it's weird that Kasima's acting so surprised about the barcode, Jim, and that's literally what she asked him to look for. Yeah. They forgot their own their own plot um then they talk about kira i would never say anything about you or kira you are the first one of us to ever even have a child i mean there's not even taxonomy in the offspring of a clone yeah i think really reminding us like kira's a hot commodity like yeah like just like naturally we're like oh don't take the kid away from her mother but also like that kid needs to be... <laughs> like, yeah, like, she could really... Yeah, y'all are yeah. playing with fire here. Um, yeah, and, like, also... No, well, never mind. I'm not going to ask that because it's a, le- it's a leading question. So I know the answer. <laughs> Therefore, I shan't ask it. Um, so, Sarah and Leaky finally meet up. He's fucking creepy as hell. There are many questions I can't answer. That's not good enough. I understand your frustration, but like Olivia, you're Paul. I only know my part. So what is your part? 
I oversee data collection and quantify your well-being. I look after you. Not me. No. Mm -mm. Somehow you got away. I have a lot of thoughts about this scene. Are you ready? Pop off. Okay, please. so number one, I would have had a lot of questions to ask. Like, I felt like Sarah wasn't asking the right questions. I would have been like, okay, well, how many of us are there? And what do you think? How is my well-being? <laughs> I don't know. There would have been a lot of questions. So, I don't know. Maybe she was a little spooked, a little one-track focused. Totally fair. But I felt like she could have been gotten a little more out of him. Yeah. Number two, set design question. Super, like, small, like, uh, not a lot going on, but they did include a calendar in the back of, like, a naked construction lady. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't notice that, so I was just, like, somebody so had to pit So, whose shot is it in the background of, like... It's, uh, you're looking at Leaky and Paul, and it's hanging on the wall course, in the back. The men. Yes. To show that they're objectifying her. Yeah. Yes, and so... Which, and then how he touches her hair, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, which I thought was my third thing I wanted to say. A, a big theme of, like, the... We're seeing come up, like, these men specifically who know that they're clones, like, seeing them as objects, and they have mm -hmm. the right to own them, and let me touch them, and let me see you, and let me observe you. And totally, like, interplaying with, like, just how it feels to be a woman in general. Like, yeah, if you're not absolutely. a clone and men feeling like they have the right to touch you and look at you and, and make observations about you without your consent. Yeah, I think that's, like, a real, one of the, like, main themes of the show is, like, what we were just talking about, how queer is a hot commodity, but all the clones are, mm -hmm. and women are, just, just, <laughs> yeah. just by virtue of being a woman. And, and then this show is like, what if not only were you a woman, but also you were a fucking science experiment that men thought they could control and whatever else. And I think that, yeah, that's a, that's a really good. See, those details, you really mm -hmm. picked up on that. And, and then the one woman scientist that we have involved mm -hmm. is sexualizing her clone. As well, too. So, yeah. yeah. Dang. A bleak outlook for the Dyad Institute. This is some more of like you talking about Helena. Tomas opposes us. Yeah, science in general. They're religious extremists. Prolethians. They call themselves. Right, Neolutionists is way better. Years ago, one of their agents infiltrated our project. Maggie Chen. Woman best shot. Yes. She and Tomas found Helena in a convent, then trained a clone to kill clones. Brilliant, really. It's fucked up how he's like brilliant, and it really shows his sadism. Yeah, I don't, hearing this again, I'm just re I feel like there's a lot of plot holes with this yeah. going on right now. It's really confusing me on like how this church got involved in speci specifically their mission being to destroy. Columbus. Well, yeah. So he just said that Tomas and Maggie found Helena right from the church. So she was just minding her own business okay. in the convent, right? Is that what you said? No, I didn't catch that, but maybe that's what he said. But yeah, I guess like it still doesn't explain. I guess with like how Sarah got away, but not Helena. Right. If they knew to even find her at the convent, or I guess if Sarah was just off the grid for more, like maybe they had a record of her in the beginning, mm -hmm. but then they like lost track of her with like when Siobhan moved them across the country or whatever. Yeah. But. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a lot of uh, mental gymnastics mm-hmm. that we're doing here. It's not; they're not doing us any favors. Um, Lake is trying to pitch to Sarah to turn Helena over. You do this, and we can move forward with a new understanding. You and your friends will be free to live as you choose. No monitors. Oh, you give us lives. <laughs> You've always had lives. They haven't been directed, just observed, except in your case. And Helena's. Helena's been under their care, which is far, far worse than ours. I think this brings up another possible theme that I'm sensing is that he's like, oh, well, you lived a normal life. You were just observed. We didn't have any effect on you, but it's like under surveillance, like even if you're not aware and it's not, it's like having a monitor yeah. interferes in your life in a way that you're not aware of. Oh, yeah. I mean, none so. of the monitors that we've seen, well, I guess Paul is our only, like, conf- well, Paul and Delphine are the only confirmed examples, but they're definitely not staying out of their lives. Yeah, like, no. They literally set Paul up as a romantic interest. Like, mm-hmm. that is a huge alteration in, like, your life path or whatever. Like, yeah. what if she chose a different partner? Like... Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, poking holes in the science of like, yeah. And I think maybe I I don't know if this is intentional, but like why Casima's predictions I guess keep falling flat because it's like they're not really being very scientific yeah, about this at all. Like ethical, they're not really, feel, like, following the rules you're supposed to follow. Yeah, we like confirmed Sarah didn't have a monitor, but it's crazy that it's till episode nine <laughs> we oh, finally yeah. get a confirmation of our theory. Then after the scene with uh, Leaky, we get his agent Kasima, and but also so Kasima, like Kasima just I mean his agent Delphine is what I meant to say, but Kasima just now decides to Google her. Like, yeah, like, girl, like, come like, on. She but I mean she admits she was being willfully ignorant. Yeah, so. but you would think if she had enough um, like verve to go look at her transcript that like if it was me. Immediately after I found that transcript, I was like, do, 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 do. Like, stalker <laughs> mode activated. Um, but this is actually, like, a really... I think this scene is actually really sad, even though we knew all along, just like Azima, that it was bullshit. I am so sorry. I'm so stupid. No, no. No, you're not. You knew this all along. Yeah, that transcript you you accidentally left behind. Your fake boyfriend and parents. Pretending you didn't know who Dr. Leakey was. I knew it was bullshit. I still thought you were on my side. I wanted to trust you. This this scene made me realize how much this show uses dramatic irony. Like, where the audience knows something Mm -hmm. that the characters don't know. And what effect that has on us as observers. Because it really, like... A lot of the times, I think, makes it more impactful. Because, like, when we first found out about Delphine, we're like, well, where is this going to go? Yeah. What impact is this going to have on our characters? And it's like, knowing the buildup, and we're like, oh, she's going to be so hurt. And then we finally see it come. I think yeah. it has a way bigger impact if we would have found out at the same time that she did. Yeah, yeah. The guy, I think it's true, too, because it's like, like, exactly like you said, you're preparing for, like, the emotional reaction. Um, I wanted to pull a like a discussion that the showrunners had about like sexuality in the show from this interview that they did with Vulture after season one, just talking about Kasima. Uh, they were because at first they were like, sure, you could say it's like nature or whatever. Maybe the like, like the surrogates had different like whatever. But they were like, nobody wants like that's the most boring like way to talk about it. So they said 
Kasima grew up in the Bay Area in a permissive community and a progressive home fostering intellectual and social tolerance. She learned to approach sexuality without shame and with curiosity. And I think, like, that, like, their discussion, like, they're like, oh, we wanted to talk about, like, this, so it's more the nurture mm-hmm. versus nature. And- right, right. Because I think a, a lot of times what people don't talk about with queerness is that you have to have a certain type of, like, nurturing to even be able to admit it to yourself. Like, yeah. feel safe in some sort of way. A lot of people don't get that from their family. They may get it from friends or, like, yeah. online communities and stuff like that. But you have to have some sort of safe space to even start exploring that within yourself. Yeah. So there has to be some nurture in there. Totally. Um, and and speaking of sexuality, <laughs> Kasima dragging Delphine. Ooh, she was like ready to go. <laughs> He's like, I could tell you've never been with a woman. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. She really popped up. And then, uh, but it really killed me how she like, she like killed her, like slayed her and then she leaves, but she immediately bursts into tears. <laughs> yeah. Like, she got her licking, but, but she doesn't feel any better. Yes. Oh, and this also made me think about uh, Tatiana's acting, because mm-hmm. her sobbing was so different than Sarah sobbing in the beginning with Kira. Yeah. They were both, like, heartbreak, right? But you could just tell that they were completely different characters. Yeah. I really liked that. I'm going to skip ahead to this uh, part where she she murders her. I didn't want to fall for you. I wasn't supposed to. But I have. How can I possibly believe that, Delphine? Because you feel it. This is not... It's not a lie. It's not possible. You know, I've never been with a woman before. Yeah, it showed. Savage! (laughs) I'd be like, in what way specifically? (laughs) What part didn't you like? Let me take down some notes. I was like, damn. She she didn't have to say all that. Um, So then we're back with our favorite duo, uh, Felix and Allison. Um, Allison is in the bathroom having a breakdown, and she says that she only will talk to Felix. This is all Ainsley. She put them up to this. It's all part of the experiment. Yes. How do clones react when ritually humiliated by friends and loved ones? Fascinating. Hey. Sharesies? <laughs> it's I like, oh, it seems like he's going to chastise her, but of course he doesn't. He's our non-judgmental king. Yeah. And then he gets her that pep talk like you were talking about. But I also pulled this other clip of Felix being in his uh, flea bag era. The Reverend seems all right. Actually, he's kind of sexy. Man of the cloth and all that. Not Fleabag era. <laughs> Don't you want to see an alternate version of Fleabag that starts to Felix? <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> purchase role. Uh, which makes me think of a line that I wrote down that we didn't pull, which was uh, when Allison was like, you have to come with me to the house. And he was like, fine, fetch me something gay. <laughs> He's got to show up. I like that Allison has to put on her makeup to go face the rest of her intervention, even though they've already all seen her how she looks. She's a new woman after her Felix pep talk. Okay, and then we see art. So the CCTV footage that you pointed out in the first episode finally comes back into play. I, I know, that's the first thought I had, because I was like, I pointed out, like, why are they showing this and then not coming into play? It's just a setup for 
eight episodes later. Yeah, they were really laying <laughs> some ground right there. I couldn't. I honestly couldn't remember if it ever did come back. Around. I mean, it makes sense that it would come back, but yeah, art has to figure it out. Uh, Mrs. S is trying to get Sarah to take the deal with Leaky and give Helena to them to protect Kira. What do you plan to do? And turn her over to Leaky? I don't know. I don't know what he's really going to do with her, do I? Does that matter? She came after your daughter. Yeah, my gut says put a bullet in her myself, but... You don't understand what it's like. I look at Helena and I see me. And then Paul Paul also was, like, trying to pressure Sarah to give Helena up as well. Um, but, like, I don't know, they're, like, kind of harmless, like... Even, I mean, I guess it is her fault that Kira got hit by a car, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, they have a connection, okay? Duh. Pop off her ass. Um, then Kira finally wakes up, and we get uh, our creepy Kira corner for the episode. It wasn't Helena's fault. It sounded like she said it was annoying as fuck. (laughs) It wasn't Helena's fault. What? I went outside to play with her. She told you to say this? No. She's dangerous. She's sick in the head and it makes her want to hurt us. She just needs your help. I'm sorry, Kira. I don't think anybody can help Helena now. The music really isn't doing her any favors. <laughs> you are indeed creepy, Kira. Um, we're also, with Elena, getting a lot of themes of, one, mental illness, and two, religious trauma. Yeah. And I meant to mention this back with the leaky of he... You, <laughs> back with the leaky. <laughs> back with the discussion with leaky. Because <laughs> he uses the term deprogrammed. Oh, yeah. And so, just, I don't know, we... I feel like we get really, like, we write people off who are, like, deep into religion Mm -hmm. and not thinking about that they're, like, conditioned that way. Like, it's culty. Like, they need need help, especially if that's all they've ever known. Well, yeah, he's literally locking her in a cage, like, torturing her. It's, like, self-mutilation. Like, there's lots of, like, horrific elements. And, like, especially since she already grew up in a religious background to begin with. So, like, that's her foundation. So, probably at first, it didn't seem very extreme until Mm -hmm. she was, like, in too deep, I guess. Yeah. Um, But also, when Sarah says no one can help Elena, Kira looks like murderous. That's scary. <laughs> no, Kira was cross-eyed this whole scene. <laughs> I couldn't keep my eyes off of that. distracted. <laughs> my God. Um, but then, so Sarah sneaks out. Why would Paul just leave his gun in his jacket? He's a bad soldier. He can just leave it. There's a child around. Bad. Oh, Paul. Really? It's because, here's my my theory, is that Let's during this scene, Siobhan and Paul were all together. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought when Siobhan was looking at Paul that she was like, oh. She was oh, like, okay. <laughs> so where where were they at during this scene? Off, <laughs> off in a room kissing. <laughs> your, your secret Paul, Mrs. S. Shipper. I love this for you. <laughs> um, we're back at the intervention after um, Felix's pep talk. I just wish you could understand how much damage you've caused. I mean, we all trusted you. Ainsley, you brought us here today, didn't you? I care about you, sweetie. You called all these people and told them everything. I'm doing this to help you. And 
and I thank you for scrutinizing every detail of my life since the day I moved into this fishbowl. You have pried and snooped and gossiped about me like I was your own personal laboratory subject. How would you like it if I turned your life inside out? If I told all these people that Chad, your husband, slept with the spin class instructor long before me, well, maybe he acts that way because you blew the roofer at the cabin! <laughs> what does that mean? I think it literally means that she blew the roofer at the cabin. Blew the roofer. Like, like the roofer? Like whoever was roofing? Oh, like she gave him a blowjob. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what okay. do you think that it meant? I thought maybe it was a weed reference, actually. <laughs> oh my goodness. Third, third guest. <laughs> or second guest. We had some late members to the audience. Um, okay, now I get it, so... <laughs> so she yes okay she got it practice infidelity first I suppose um, I love Felix's satisfied look in the background of that scene too He's like, I know I also have to say if Ainsley I hate saying her name <laughs> if Ainsley wait um, why do you have a trauma I can't remember if you told me I don't like the way it sounds you just don't like the name Ainsley it makes me feel it makes my southern accent come out um, <laughs> and in the West Wing, there's a really famous character called Ainsley Hayes. Oh, yeah, I've never heard it until this show. She's a Southern Belle, so mm. it makes sense that it would make your accent come out. But anyways, if she is the monitor, if my clone was like, you're treating me like a lab experiment, I'd be like, holy shit. Alert, alert. Like, so she did keep it cool in that Yeah, regard. but I'm also curious... Like, I, this didn't even occur to me until literally right this second. So, Leaky's all over Sarah's ass and Helena's ass, but what about uh, Allison? Clearly, she's, like, full mid-breakdown. Yeah, like, right. Like, she's actually, like, the most in crisis of the clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess maybe not, because Helena is literally locked in a cage. But, like, whoever the monitor is, I feel like there's some, like, disconnect there. Yeah, right. True, true. Um, Maybe it's just because he has this, he kind of has, like... I don't know the term. He just, like, has this connect with Paul, I guess. Like, he has this hanging over Paul's head, I guess. He's like, yeah. I caught you. Like, he has this way in. Yeah. Versus it'd be a lot leverage. harder to... Leverage. that's yeah. the word. It'd be a lot harder to broach with Allison right now. Yeah, that's true. And because they all... It's also, like, a... Also a double blind, right? Yeah. They're, so, the, it might involve... Oh, they might not even know what's going on. Yeah, yet. so just trying to keep it within the house, but... Yeah. No, you, yeah, you found out this whole list, and it's just, like, zoom in, in on these two, so. Yeah. Um, so, we, Sarah does go rescue Helena. Um, she tells Sarah to shoot her, but she can't do it, and then she's like, you can. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> the bare minimum. <laughs> the you didn't kill me. Yeah. And Sarah's like, no, I don't. Um, but then there's this, um, chilling or touching moment. You are all I have now. She says, I love you at the end. <laughs> a lot of us. Uh, Showing off the score. <laughs> do, 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 do. 
Um, so the, and then Tomas comes in and tries to, well, the, I don't know, I, I, cause he told her to bring Sarah there. So do we think that Helena was actually trying to help him or she was just trying to get rescued? I guess it, it doesn't really matter. Both? And in the end, <laughs> yeah. what happens, just, happens I think Helena's really confused on yeah. what she wants, and she's feeling drawn in a bunch of different ways, because it's like, she feels this, like, unexplained connection to mm-hmm. Sarah versus Tomas, who's kind of raised her, yeah, and also yeah, has yeah. this, like, abusive power over her, so I'm sure it's very confusing for her. Yeah. They, like, get into it. You are the light, Elena. You're the original. You know what that means. Child is rightfully your daughter. He's lying, Helena. Helena, there's no original. I told you we're the same. Neither of us is the original. Put it down. We'll bring the child home to her real mother. Helena, Helena, look, look, you know that connection you feel. I feel it too. It's us. She'll say anything to save herself. He locked you in a cage. He lied to you your, your entire life. He's gonna do that to Kira. He's gonna hurt Kira like he hurt you. Tatiana Maslany's yell acting is so good. <laughs> Just now, like, when she was like, He's gonna hurt lock her when she's like, he locked you up in a cage. And then the scene just before with Allison, she's like, you plow that over. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to mention that during that scene, the subtitles, uh, like all of her sentences had three explanation points on them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then after that, uh, Helena gouges Tomas's eyes. <laughs> I was like, girl, that's real personal, <laughs> which like, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> But then Sarah ends up knocking her off and knocking her out and locking her in the car. Um, we don't know what she's going to do, but she's interrupted by Mrs. S calling to tell her to come back to the house with Helena. She's clearly like with somebody. We don't know who it is. And then we get this mystery voice on the phone. Yes. Blood in the show. Blood is thicker than you think. It's a clone! Who could this be? What are your theories about this clone? She's a clone who got involved (laughs) with the Dyer Institute. (laughs) I don't know. Some like, oh, I have the power. I'm better than them. That's definitely that dynamic I see coming Mm -hmm. up. Like, I'm different than you guys. Yes. I can see where they're going with it for sure. But I could tell it was Tatiana Mazzoloni. You can kind of see her reflection in in, the glass, too. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, then Art, where we cut to him quickly at the station because he's realized the whole plot with Sarah, that she snatched <coughs> your body, that was the CCTV reveal. And then we see, uh, we're back in Siobhan's house. We meet Amelia, Sarah's birth mother, played by Melanie Nich- Nichols King, who was, in fact, on the show Rookie Blue with Brad. Uh, once again, all Who's Brad? It's Allison's hot car hookup. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, his name is Chad. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's the same name. And I actually realized I worked with this actress on uh, on um, Your Honor. And you didn't tell her you loved her and Orphan Black? Well, I think I might have told her I liked Rookie Blue, actually. Oh, okay. it, was, it was more <laughs> timely. Um, but she was only in it for a few episodes, but she did have a really, like, impactful role. Um, 
I remember her being pretty nice. Then we get we get some birth mom exposition. I'm sorry to arrive like this, but when word came you were looking for me, I had to leave Cape Town in a hurry. I was being watched, you see. After all this time, they, they found me again. I was only 22, in a new country. A wealthy couple asked me to be their in vitro surrogate. They paid me, provided a flat in London, a legal arrangement. But something was off. The medical tests were excessive. And I overheard the couple talking with the doctors about a child unfitted by tradition. An advanced um, evolution of some kind. Neolution? Yeah. But they weren't a couple at all. They were scientists. The child I carried wasn't meant for them. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sarah and Helena are twins! <clears throat> Big reveal. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean for the story, for the characters? Not much, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it... Because to be a twin, they have, the cell has to have divided, right? So that means, like, an organic process occurred even in the process of the in vitro? Or I guess it's, like, two embryos? I mean, we need... An in vitro expert to come on. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. Because, yeah, the process is a bit different with IVF. Well, I mean, to me, it's like, okay, well, if they're twins and Sarah can have kids, possibly Helena also could have children. Uh, Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. I didn't think about that. I don't know. I think it could have a lot of implications. I guess not popped in my head. I just didn't feel... I don't know. To me, it did just well, didn't obviously like... it explains their connection, Mackenzie. <laughs> well, I feel like they they're all connected. <laughs> I don't know. I just for a like in t- towards the end of the season reveal. I didn't think it was that. You thought, you thought it was men. Yeah. Well, I maybe I'll feel differently when I see its implications, but at the moment, I just don't see it going anywhere super impactful. Well, I definitely think it means that they're not going to be killing each other anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Not that they were anyway. Um, okay, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Which clone did you relate to the most? Um, no, once again, Allison with her stress cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a stress cleaner. I think I'm Kasim at this episode when I get in a vicious zinger and then immediately cry afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yep, my biggest prediction is that that secret person is a clone and that's going to come into play. Um, Maybe with this twin reveal, we... She got a fuck-ass bob. (laughs) She do. (laughs) A fuck-ass bob. That's all I need to know about her personality. Um... And with the twin thing, I guess it'll lead to some more sciencey reveals and, and maybe some more reveals about the process in general. We didn't even talk about so Kazuma was packing in that scene. You think she was gonna go join up with our our clones? Oh yeah, I did have that thought of like where is she going? But I thought maybe even home because she seems to have a pretty good relationship oh, yeah. with her. But I feel like she wouldn't leave in the middle of all the drama. True. <laughs> She's like, all right, peace. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going back to Also funny that Berkeley. she's leaving. <laughs> it's like Delphine's it's in her house. She's yeah. in your apartment. Like, just kick her out. Yeah. But mm, that's our girlies. Always doing funny stuff. Only one more episode in this whole season. Oh, I can't believe it. Do you have season two on DVD for me? I do have season okay. two. <laughs> cool. uh, I have the first three seasons, and then after that, you're going to have to get an AMC Plus account. <laughs> All right. I'll get one by then. Yeah. Okay, well. All right. Tune in next time for the season finale. Season finale. Thank you for listening and thank you to Adam Kelly for our theme music and Megan Walker for our podcast cover art. You can email us at onmylistpod650 at gmail.com if you have any comments or questions. Tune in next week. Bye.